Welcome to the Conic Blueprint, where we talk about topics in the recruiting and staffing industry with the end goal to help improve people's lives. This podcast is brought to you by Conic, a technical recruiting company focusing on architecture, engineering, and manufacturing positions in the Midwest. Find out more at ConicNetwork.com. Tom, you, like me, have a before and after story. You've you joined George Connick Associates and you left and you came back. So tell us your journey. Why tell us your story? Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for the question. Thanks for having me, Jen. We have a boomerang employee like you. <laughs> yeah, not too many people know this this nugget, this part of the story, but before I worked with George Connick Associates and met George and Brad, I lived in a small apartment in the late nineties and I came home one day and noticed my voicemail machine blinking. Uh, so I hit play and it was a message from someone leaving a message, the wrong number. Apparently the gentleman that lived in the apartment before didn't you know, have the same phone number. So it turned out that George Connick was calling the old number that he had. Stop it. Yeah. So it was an outdated number. George didn't realize you know, my voicemail just had the phone number and didn't. So he left a message and I don't know who it was, uh, some gentleman, um, Jason or whoever said, so George just basically asked if they're open to new positions or maybe looking, you know, give me a call back. So, so obviously just deleted that one. And then a few months later, I started looking for, for a new job and I met Karen Olson at HR staffing met with her. She had a, she had a small office in a, in a building. And so she was helping me find a new position in human resources. She said, you know what, the gentleman who, owns this building, he owns a staffing company and he's looking for a recruiter in the, in the technical engineering area. Would you be interested in that? I'm like, sure, it sounds good. So then a few days later, I met with George Connick and Brad and realized you know, that was the George Connick that had left me a message by mistake a few months before. So I just, never heard this story. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, it's it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like I didn't have like a spiritual epiphany, like, oh my God, like this is divine intervention. It was nothing like that, but it was just natural. Like I just had yeah. the sense, like it was just meant to happen. Not, yeah. not even in a spiritual way. It was just, this is the chain of events that are going to happen. It was just very, very natural. So when I met with, I uh, interviewed, I think I met with George first and then George brought me back to meet with George and Brad. It was just very natural. Just what was, you know, what was different is, George was just a very down to earth, common person. You have a cup of coffee with him and talk to him for hours, just very natural and just really a genuine, genuine person. You just got that impression immediately. So so that's how I how I found George Connick Associates and started working with that. Huh. So what was your you started as a recruiter then? Yeah, yeah. I started out, I didn't know a whip about the difference between a mechanical engineer and a mechanical designer at the time. And right. yeah, George taught me the ropes and sat down with me and explained the differences. And at about maybe about a year of light industrial staffing experience, so fairly interlevel, non-skilled type of recruiting. So I had that down, but I didn't know anything about engineering. Did you guys at GKA, did you have separate salespeople and recruiters or was it a full desk situation? That was separate. It was separate. So I focused on the on the recruiting side and Brad was it primarily George then in sales? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing a little bit, you know, I, I was doing some ride alongs with him and kind of burning my wings. But he he held most of the client contacts and, and relationships and 
would pass if, you know, would, once they were established, similar, you know, to, to, to what we do now, where the recruiter then would have a lot of account management responsibilities, but true sales fell almost exclusively on, on George. Okay. And so Tom, you, you work here for a while. How many years before you did something else? About five years. Okay. And then you make a decision to come back to talk about what led you to that decision. Yeah, this was right in the middle of the, the Great Recession, 08, 09 timeframe. It was um, 09. And, you know, I had, had never lost faith, uh, never lost faith in the company. I knew that Brad and the company was going to be very successful. And deciding to come back was, was you know, it was, it was a one sense of hard decision, but also a very easy decision of knowing Brad. Anybody that knows Brad would, would, um, would agree. Just, uh, he's not that, not that hard. He's just a, a great person to work with. And just through our talks, Brad and I had kept in touch uh, maybe several times a year while I was away. We would have happy hour and, and, you know, it was, it was during 08, 09, it was, you know, very, very slow. The economy was not doing well. And it was, you know, as you know, it was very stagnant. It wasn't, wasn't a short recession. It was a long, long recession. So, but I, I, I believed in what Georgia started and I believe where Brad was taking the company. I believed in the, the, the company and, and the differences that we were making. And I believed in the Minnesota and, and the U.S. economy. I knew that eventually, eventually things would turn around. So I made, um, I took a, a bit of a leap to, to join Brad as a partner and never looked back. I've just been, been super, super excited and super, super thankful for the opportunity that Brad afforded me. But really, you know, I believed in Brad and, and his ability to run the company. And I, I was you know, excited to carry on what Georgia started to. That's awesome. What was your thought about when Brad came to you and said, Hey, you want to buy another company? <laughs> uh, well, that, like that question, like, yeah, we were, you know, I was, I was, I, we we're always open about buying another company or something we're, we're always receptive to. We weren't you know, looking per se, but it was always, you know, in the back, the back of our mind. But yeah, like, at, to be honest, like at first when he said, Yeah, you know, what, you know, start talking about the possibility of, crime staff and you know I just viewed them as viewed them at the time as a competitor, you know, having the same exact client base, doing the same types of positions. Like why would we do that? Like why would we, for example, pursue a, an IT recruiting company or a creative services company so we can diversify more? Yeah. So to be honest, I was probably for a good six months, I was just a hard no. <laughs> no. Like, why would we do that? <laughs> oh, then, God. Yeah, thank like, God you're persuasive, Brad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, you know, like, like I had mentioned earlier, then after meeting um, Troy and Kathy and just that was the, the differentiator for sure, because there's really, they're really, really good people, all heart and smart, savvy business people. And I knew that assuming that transcended into the, the culture, they're, they're um, you know, taking care of their employees relationships first. It's not about the money, just some of those themes that, yeah. that really spoke to me. And yeah, then, then like Brett had mentioned too, once we realized there was maybe a 20, 30% overlap in our client base, then, then the light bulbs went up like, yeah, like this all lines up really well. And it was, then it was exciting. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You guys have seen so much change over the last 20 something years with the companies, Tom, in your perspective, what's been some of the biggest changes for the company in addition to the purchase of prime staff? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, um, the purchase of prime staff was, was a, was a very big event. Yeah, definitely. 
big recent change is having Chanel start as the operations director. Just and we've been told we've been told this for years that you know once you get an operations director that can take over the day to day operations, it frees up so much of your time, uh, Tom and Brad, to to look outside and the company and, and grow and look at different opportunities to expand and, and grow the business and, and work on the business versus in the business. So so that's been been amazing and, and and not only just Chanel's great leadership and and her ability to continue to grow the company and grow the culture frees up my time just to think differently and and come back to the management meetings with different ideas. Like, you know, I've had time to think about this, like and even reflect on some of our assumptions of the business of, of what works. Like, does this really work? Is this we think this works. Is this what's the the best approach for us in a particular part of our business? And and it frees up Brad's time too to recreate the vision for him to him to get out of the company and just think think bigger than you know the day to day operations or for Brad to focus on sales. He's he's much more external facing too. So that's that's been great great to see too. In addition to that, just the biggest changes for. The company, really, just the industry is, is around uh, uh, technology. The uh, over the years, you know, back in the day, George's daughters would drive resumes around to hiring managers, <laughs> drop them off at the front desk. <laughs> the truth, yeah. And then you know, it's amazing technology. The fact that she came along and just revolutionized the, <laughs> the recruiting business. Like you, could, you didn't have to get in the car to uh, put a resume. <laughs> so the industry, just talking about the industry change. You know, I, I remember when I remember when the first. When the internet and when the first job board started to come online, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Brad, but I used to drive from our, our Edina office to the library. Library. So access to the that. internet. Yep. And I would go on, I think it was like Monster and then the Minnesota ND or the Minnesota resume database and we'd print it out and come back and like, Brad, look at this resume. We need to call this person right now. That just sped up, sped up the pace of business and definitely turned the industry upside down because Obviously, once once a candidate makes their resume public on any job board, it's every single recruiter in town has access to the exact same information at the exact same time. You no longer have as much. You don't have these, you know, quote unquote, hidden pools of candidates. Well, you certainly have that nowadays, but the candidate can decide that, well, I, I, I'm looking for a job. I just got laid off. I need to post my resume. You have 300 plus recruiting companies in Minneapolis have the same exact information, not just, you know, two or three. So... So that speed of business continues to change, and now you know this last year with the, the really the digital re- revolution that's happened the last year, everything you know going online or the Zoom, everyone expects to be able to self serve, purchase on their own, you know, do your shopping online, order Grubhub yeah. from your couch and get it delivered. Like, like what? Like go to the restaurant and pick up my meal? Like why would you do that? That's so. <laughs> time consuming <laughs> and that, <laughs> that transcends to the recruiting and staffing company. Like, okay, why should I wait two weeks for a resume? Tell me again when I can just go right online and should be able to access your database right online. And so thinking forward, those are the things that are kind of happening, you know, hasn't gotten super popular that yet, but those are the types of technologies, you know, the, our interview process for us to organize and schedule an interview with our clients is, you know, sometimes an hour process to get in touch with the candidate back and forth, back and forth. Well, that should happen self-service. So the manager should be able to click on a couple of buttons and schedule an interview time and the candidate and we, we should be aware of it. So as my, my point is, you know, as, as time goes on, it's 
it's getting faster and faster in terms of our, our pace of business. Absolutely. For sure. I can think of another big change from the start of the year, in addition to Chanel coming on and would be the addition of the responsibility campaign. Can you talk about that, what it is and, and why we're doing it? I know we talked about it with Brad, but can you talk a little bit more about the genesis of it and all of that? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something that is very exciting, very, um, very I guess, near and dear to, to me and super honored to, for us to, to be even be a part of something like this, but it, it was born out of, you know, the, the chaos of 2020, both globally and, and locally. And the, the term, you know, responsibility, two words, the ability to respond. So responsibility is just, just born out of, you know, the idea that every business should do what we can to give back to our community and then lift people up to make the community stronger and give people better opportunities and better access to education, to healthcare, to resources, to counseling, to job readiness, those types of things. It, it's, I, I've just always felt strongly that, that it's, it's everyone's ability to, to do that. So with our responsibility campaign, we were able to you know, take a moment after um, you know, the, the events of last summer in Minneapolis. To, you know, we, we didn't really kick it off until maybe August or September, but we're able to, to really you know, think about you know, how can we respond? What is our responsibility? Here as a Minnesota Minneapolis area based company to 1974, uh, since since 1974, how can we really make an impact impact and, and give back to the the state that has treated us so well? That was really the story behind behind that. Just being having the the ability to respond and then coming up with a way like you know how can we do our small part to to make our community a better place? Absolutely, we had such a unique perspective to see the pain of our city and the aftermath of it, just not only in our physical location, but for, for all of us driving in, we saw the the homeless encampments that there's two parks nearby our office. And I know you were able to partner with a local restaurant and deliver meals. So that kind of, I, I, I will always have that ingrained in my mind as kind of like the kickoff event yeah. of the responsibility campaign. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Once again, Tom, just being aware of what's going on around us and how, how could we possibly help? Uh, he absolutely, he spearheaded that. It was very inspirational. Yep. I mean, picking up the sandwiches and, and hand delivering them. And we're talking boots on the ground, not just donating money and saying, I hope it goes, I hope it goes to good use. I mean, that was that's uh, that's going to be our approach is, mm-hmm. you know, through volunteering and donating money, making sure that the funds are put to, to great use and that we can personally get involved. Yeah. And, I, and it's just it's just great that it's, it's just a part of our it's a part of our culture now. Yep. Thanks to Brad's vision and, and mobilizing that. And it's just part of part of who we are. We, you know, we we positively impact people's lives and we yeah. help people find new opportunities, help managers solve great problems through our through the talent that we provide. Oh, PS, we by the way, we're we're helping you know, teenagers in urban areas learn the basics of business through the cookie cart, for example. It's just such a great way for us to be able to to give back again you know, to the to the community that has helped us be successful for over 45 years. Absolutely. And I think about the staff too and the five organizations that we support, 
the staff is so, our staff is so energized with each of those areas. I think just on a personal level, the ones that we have partnered with, and I know there was a, you surveyed us to ask us what are our interests and what are, but the way that they're so different, they serve the needs of their communities, but they serve them in, in such specific ways. There's from the company's perspective, we can all get excited. Even if it was just one, we would all be excited, of course. But I know like for me, hope for you is, is literally in my backyard. And mm-hmm. my kids go to the school that are one of the schools that that directly impacts. And so it's, and you know, we have veterans that work for us who are excited to work for Beyond the Yellow Ribbon. So I don't know. I just really appreciate the five that we're working with. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's been, it's been inspiring and, and uplifting, you know, that when we do talk to the organizations and do get a chance to meet you that we're, are helping, you know, they inspire me. Like you know, we talk about, you know, some of the, you know, if I thought I had, I've had a bad year, like, you know, a lot of people can say that we talk about, yeah. You know, like you said, Jen, someone in the, the North Metro teenager that for whatever reason is homeless in the middle yeah. of this winter, in the middle of a pandemic. Like, it's for me, it's inspiring because we talk to them and like their spirit is really strong and they're super hopeful and they're excited about the future. And if we can continue to build that, it's like, that's that like inspires me to get up and, and work even that much harder. <laughs> so we can, Absolutely. Uh, you know, in a roundabout way, help them, help them make a, a better path for themselves. Absolutely. Both of you invested so much money to give us this beautiful new office, this gorgeous space that we waited and waited and waited for. And we finally have it. And um, two weeks after we move in, three weeks after we move in, the pandemic hits. I was a little later than that. But Tom, can you talk about just how what that impact has been for for you as a leader and for your staff and kind of what this last year has been like. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. It's been a, it's been a whirlwind and no doubt like very, very difficult for ever, everybody. At the same time, we've, we've been very resilient through it, through Brad's resiliency and unwavering positivity <laughs> has definitely helped us all, all through it. And, and you know, thankfully to technology, the, the, the Zoom and chats and uh, through teams, we've been able to make the, the best of it. And in some ways, it, it, it is working through teams and the chats. It's, it's helped. It's a different way to communicate. We can't wait to get everybody back in the office and, and continue to um, to build and grow the company. But yeah, no doubt it's been been difficult. But at the same time, um, some great growth periods for all of us. I mean, the adversity that we've all needed to get through and things that we used to take for granted, like just seeing people face to face, giving people hugs spontaneously, the, those types of things we miss dearly. But at the same time, I think you know the silver lining to it all is is that. We, we won't take some of these things for granted. We're like, oh, remember when we couldn't do this? And just really cherish the moment that we have with each other, the, that face-to-face time and just cherish your presence with each other. I think we'll we'll do that much, much more than used. Awesome. I, have, I don't know if this will be the last question, but one I really wanted to ask the both of you is at the start of the pandemic, we constricted a little bit like a lot of companies did, but then there was a very conscientious decision to grow the company in a pandemic. Why? 
Yeah, I can I can take that one. And it's something that actually I've I've wanted to talk about and, and vocalize and, and that is that the the single biggest reason was because of the the PPP loan. And I'm proud to say it. I'm proud to say that we qualified for it. And I'm even more proud to talk about how we're utilizing it in the spirit of what those loans were about. And, you know, we have directed all of those funds towards payroll. And now we've directed those funds towards growing our team. And I think the reality is, is that Without that, we might be at seven employees. Instead, we're at 14. And so you're talking about seven additional people who are out there creating jobs for hundreds of other people. And so I, I, you know, I know that program has, has come under criticism and I know it's been abused you know, in, in certain ways, but I will tell and will be proud forever on how we've utilized it and the fact that we brought back contract workers who were laid off and put them on the bench and tried to do everything we could to get them work, but we paid them. We paid out bonuses to our contract employees, some of which, you know, teared up and cried and told stories about how, you know, their spouse was laid off or their one of the, you know, my favorite story or the, the one that I guess resonates is, you know, one of the contract employees and said, oh my gosh, because of this whole mess, my family is, ha- is living with us and we weren't going to be able to afford to feed everyone. And, but because of this 300 or $350 a week bonus that you're paying me, we're going to be able to do that. I mean, it just, it gives me chills. Oh my God. I got goosebumps. That. Yeah. I mean, we pushed and continue to push that money out and we are growing in the spirit of the PPP loan. And so it's given us a great opportunity and uh, we will continue to invest in in the growth of the company to create more opportunities for people and also then to obviously grow and expand our responsibility campaign. That's awesome. Yeah, to that, I would just, I would just add, just, we're very bullish about this year and, and next year. I think mo- most companies perhaps would be very conservative with their growth and just, let's just wait to see what happens. Let's Let's see what happens next quarter. Let's see what happens ne- next quarter to make a decision where our reflexes are, are the opposite. That, that we really feel like things are rebounding and, and moving on to our next normal, whatever that looks like. And we feel it's coming fast and we need to be prepared as best as possible so that we can grow and, and help more, more clients with their upcoming needs and help more candidates affect work. So it's more, more of our, our bullish outlook, I think, about the, the next few years too. Excellent. Last question, Tom, and you just kind of alluded to this, but where do you see Conic Prime staff in the next five years? I was going to say five to 10, but 10 seems, I can't imagine 10, so five. <laughs> Office <Yeah>. on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> in 10 years. Yes, yes. Yeah, we are, uh, our revenue is going to triple in size. So we are, we have, thanks to our aggressive growth plans, we have, we have a, strategy and detailed plan in place to, to get there. So revenue will triple or staff will at least double. So we are, we are uh, just really, really excited to, to, to help and expand our, our customers, help more people. We, we believe that our approach to business is, is different and, and unique. And as we to communicate that to the, uh, the community, to our business partners, we're optimistic and, and we're excited that 
it's going to uh, continue to grow to five to 10 years in advance in the, in the future. So yeah, we're, we're very excited about that. And so we're, we'll, we'll uh, at least double our employee size. We'll have to look for a different space and <laughs> add on to our existing area. So yeah, it'll, it'll continue to grow. And along with it, our culture is going to expand and continue to get better and better as we bring in more people into the fold. Our processes will continue to improve. Our, we're excited to, to see what new technologies we can implement here in the next year or two that, that's going to drive that growth for the next five to 10 years. So yeah, it's going to be an exciting, exciting, fun ride. Very fun. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for helping me with the project. Of course. Yes. You're Thanks welcome. Again. You did an awesome job. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you.